What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today's episode, I am going to talk about the best foods for fat loss. I know it's kind of a strange topic, especially coming from me, but I might have a little bit of a different approach than you're thinking. However, if you tell me that it's terrible content, I still want to hear about it. If you think it's fantastic content, I still want to hear about it. I always love to get some feedback. The best way to do that is to hit me up on Instagram. You can do that at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Just slide into the DMs. Let me know like, hey, bro, this this was a terrible episode. I think you're really slacking off lately. Or if you're like, hey, this actually resonated with me. I appreciate it. Uh, Let me know that as well. And then if you can do me a favor and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it because that is how we grow this show. I've got some really cool guests coming up, and then I'm actually going to be a guest on some pretty epic podcast in the not-too-distant future, which I'm really excited about. There is uh, there's a few shows in particular that I cannot wait to be a guest on. And when all of that is finalized and we have some release dates and things of that nature, I will let you guys know. But we're going to be making some moves. And uh, if you signed up for the Neurotype Challenge and you're in the group, you're in the community, I'm super excited for this. Um, this is going to be the last challenge for a little while. We are kind of closing the doors a little bit on enrollment when it comes to challenges and when it comes to coaching. We're just revamping some things. So we are not making a huge push for anything other than delivering a world-class service to our current clients. Meaning if you're in the challenge, you made an amazing decision by taking action. If you are already a coaching client, you already know best decision ever. And if you're not, you may you might have to wait a little bit, uh, but that's okay. It'll be worth the wait. So let's talk about the best foods for fat loss. It's funny because this is just a little bit of a take on some of the memes and infographics that are swirling around where somebody will post about like superfoods and all these other things that like there's even claims that uh, celery is like a negative calorie food because people claim that you burn more calories eating it than it actually has. By the way, celery is like 90% water. It's just water basically, but that doesn't make it a superfood and that also doesn't make it negative calories. So there's all these claims of like, you know, oh, this is the best food for fat loss because it's a superfood and has more protein per grams than steak or whatever. Um, You know, all this craziness out there and it's confusing and it's mostly false in the fitness and nutrition space, there, there's the tendency for people to take a little bit of information that's like somewhat true and then extrapolate it in a way that makes it grossly inaccurate. Uh, so an example would be like fasting. A lot of people love to take the little bit of, of information around fasting and saying that it uh, improves or increases cellular autophagy, which is basically getting rid of your dead cells, cellular turnover, uh, which it does. But what they fail to mention is that it doesn't do it at a significantly higher or um, at a better rate than simply being in a calorie deficit. So when you fast and when you eat in a calorie deficit, 
and you're not fasting, regardless if, if calories are equated, all things being equal, you're not going to see an improvement in autophagy just from fasting. But the fasting gurus don't ever mention that. They take a sliver of truth and then they extrapolate it into something that's not true. Uh, one of my favorites, and I know I'm already on a tangent here, but you're used to it by now. One of my favorites is when people say that fasted cardio burns more fat than fed cardio. And the way that they manipulate that data is basically by fuel usage, but not by actual fat oxidation, right? So like you're, yes, because you are fasted, you are using more fat as fuel, but that doesn't mean A, that you're burning more calories and it doesn't mean B, that you're losing more fat. There's zero advantage. Actually, you can claim, you can make the argument that fed cardio depending on the person, right? We always have to have that caveat, depending on the person that fed cardio can be better because you have more energy and it might not leave you as hungry later on in the day. So there's some research that suggests if you do some fasted training, fasted cardio, it might increase hunger and cravings later on, which would cause you to overindulge. Uh, but again, it's, it's going to be dependent on the person. But it's like take a sliver of information, which is true. Yes, you are using more fat as fuel. And so to try to sell a program or a way of doing things, it's like, well, fasted cardio burns more fat. It doesn't actually create better fat loss. You're just using more fat as fuel. So there's another example. So I want to talk about the perspective of fat loss foods from a little bit of a different approach. When it comes to your food choices while you are pursuing a fat loss goal. I like to break this up into categories. Now, the most important thing about all of this is you have to know yourself. The biggest, the, the biggest asset that you have in this world, literally in this world, your greatest single asset is knowing yourself and playing your game. It's the best asset in your fat loss pursuit it's the best asset in your business pursuit. It's the best asset in your relationship pursuit. Literally, in this world, in this lifetime, your single greatest asset is knowing yourself and playing your game. So where we have to start, we have to start from knowing what foods you actually like and what foods help you feel your best. If you don't know that right now, if you're starting like total blank slate, I don't even know. I have no clue. Well, we have to just do some real life testing. You got to start eating some different things and paying attention. This is where tracking biofeedback and monitoring hunger signals and cravings and your energy levels and your performance and your recovery, stress, digestion, monitoring all of those things can be really helpful because then you could start to identify certain things like, you know what? My digestion's been off a few days. And then you can start to look back at your food logs and be like, is there any consistency in, in what I'm eating? Maybe I can pinpoint what the problem is. And we can start to see if there's like certain foods that are messing with your digestion or if you notice that you're really lethargic on certain days or really bloated on certain days or just don't have the, the energy at the gym, certain things that we start to notice and we can pinpoint, all right, these foods don't really sit well with you. These foods work really well. And then obviously you need to know what you actually enjoy eating. 
Uh, a lot of times people are like, well, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really like vegetables. It's like, well, all vegetables, because I promise you there's a lot of them. And I'm not sure that you've tried every single vegetable there is. So I have, I, I'm going to raise my eyebrows at you and say, I'm not so sure that you don't like vegetables. I'm guessing that you've only tried a select few and maybe you don't like those, but there's probably some vegetables that you like. So our starting point, number one is know yourself, know your game. What foods do you enjoy? Uh, what foods make you feel your best? And let's start there. So once we have like a pretty good idea, like when I say get in more protein, and here, here's like a really easy litmus test. When I say get in more protein, if you have to sit there and think, shit, well, I don't know what protein I like. I don't know what, what protein sources are easy for me to get in. That's a problem. We got to figure that out. Like we can't put the cart before the horse. You got to start there. You have to know. If you tell me, if you're like tomorrow, like, all right, Mike, you're going to go from 250 grams of protein per day, which yes, that's how much I eat. It's not a lot to me. <laughs> I like protein. It fills me up. If you're like, Mike, you have to go from 250 a day to let's say 400 grams of protein. I'd be like, holy shit, that's a lot of protein. But immediately my mind goes to, okay, I know I'm going to eat more egg whites and eggs. I know I'm going to eat more chicken. I know I'm going to eat more shrimp. I know I'm going to eat more steak. Like I've got the list right off the top of my head. I know I'm going to eat more Greek yogurt. I'm probably going to add more protein powder. I've got the list like easy for me. I could make that change. Now I might not feel great, but I know that I can, I, I know exactly what foods I can go to. And I'm just saying I might not feel great because you know, that's, that's a significant amount of protein. So I might have some gas, um, you know, some dye dye, what have you. Um, anyway, you got to know if I said, Hey, we're going to bump your carbs up by a hundred grams. We're going to bump your carbs up by 200 grams. You shouldn't have an, Oh fuck. Where am I getting carbs from moment? You should know for me, it's easy. I'm going to add more rice. I'm going to add more potatoes. I'm going to add more fruit. Those are my big three. Then I'll probably add some cereal. I'll probably add some Ezekiel bread and easy. Like it's not that complicated. If you already know the foods that you enjoy, the foods that make you feel your best, then that has to be the starting point. If those questions, if those scenarios are kind of like, oh, fuck moments for you, then we've got some work to do. We've got some, some testing to do. You've got to just get in the game and get some reps in and start to pay attention and really start to accumulate a list of foods that are your go-to food sources. So what I like to have as a starting point for our fat loss foods, all right? So we know what foods are, you know, protein, carbs, fats. We know what sources we're going to choose from. We know what foods work well with us. We know which ones are easy to eat. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have our staples. So that's the first thing. Number one, your fat loss food list. You've got to have your staple meals. And the way that I look at it is there's kind of three categories of staple meals. You've got your, oh shit, this day went sideways. I need to get back on track staple meal. Um, you've got your, I need something quick staple meal. And then you've got your evening staple meal. Now you don't have to eat these things all the time. These are like, okay, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll use a concept from the, from the challenge. We talk about anchors throughout the challenge. 
Anchors are the habits that ground you, that, that are sustainable through all of life's craziness and ups and downs. Well, staple meals are kind of like your anchors, but more focused on actual nutrition, right? So instead of an anchor, like an overall anchor could be just drinking water, going for a walk, doing some form of self-care. Those can all be positive anchors in life. A nutritional anchor can be like, I'll use my example. When I overindulge, which yes, it still happens, and it still happens relatively frequently, uh, a lot less than it used to, but there's still days where I just eat whatever the fuck I want. Sometimes it's planned, sometimes it's not. When I have that oh fuck moment, I've got my staple meal the next morning, two eggs, a bunch of egg whites, a slice of turkey bacon, some fat-free cheese, put a little ketchup on it, um, and a lot of veggies. And that's my staple meal. That's my, oh shit, I need to get back on track staple meal. Now, typically my breakfast looks similar, but I can adjust it accordingly depending on how the day is and my training schedule and all of those things. But the first staple meal is the, oh fuck, I, I need to get back on track. I need to have my, my go-to, this is what I eat typically when things go sideways because it brings you back into that habit, into that routine, which is what this is all about. It's about creating these habits and routines that serve you forever. So it's a really nice kind of thought process to have, oh, well, day went sideways. It's okay. I've got my staple meal. Like I know always I'm going to have next morning, easy, two eggs, bunch of egg whites, bunch of veggies, some fat-free cheese, and a slice of turkey bacon. And I can adjust that accordingly based off of whatever I need that day. It's very low carb. That's intentional because usually when I overindulge, I want to start the next day with a little bit of a lower carb meal just to kind of balance things out. Uh, I don't restrict carbs. It's just a little bit of, you know, a way to balance things. That's all. So that's the first staple meal. The second staple meal is your on the go. I need something quickly. I need to grab something and get out. Um, for me, I have several options here. It's either a built bar. It's either a hard boiled egg or, or a couple, or it's a string cheese. Or if I have the ability to like grab uh, a yogurt and I can like a Greek yogurt and I can throw some, if I have time to just like take the little packet or container, whatever you want to call it, mix in some protein powder and take like a plastic spoon with me. Um, I can do that. But the, those are my like, oh shit, I need something on the go really quick. And it's literally two seconds. You grab it and you go. The only thing that requires any sort of prep is if I do the yogurt and I have to like actually pour the powder, protein powder in and mix it up. Now I could just eat plain Greek yogurt, but I like a little flavor. So the protein powder kills two birds with one stone. It gets me extra protein and it makes it taste delicious. Um, so that's that. And then I also like to have the staple evening meal. Uh, this is again, when you are trying to figure out like what helps you feel your best. The evening meal should kind of be like that calming um, wind down type of meal. Like you shouldn't feel bloating. You shouldn't feel digestive issues. It should be something that sits well with you. You know, you digest those foods well. 
you know, it's just something simple and easy that you can have as a staple go-to. If you're ever feeling a little bit off, you have the staple go-to meal. I'm sorry, the, the staple evening meal um, that you can just plug and play. So for me, it's like a very simple either chicken, ground beef, like I'll do like grass fed, like 90, I can't like 93% lean um, broccoli and white rice. And it's usually jasmine rice. Those that sits really well with me. Um, and, and I know that if I need something that's going to like, if I'm not, if I'm feeling a little bit off, I'm feeling a little bit off with digestion or if I'm feeling off with energy levels, my, my go-to evening meal, very simple chicken, grass-fed beef, white rice, broccoli. Now I'm telling you what works for me. Um, and now to elaborate on the uh, convenience meal, I forgot to mention, you should have your quick grab and go, but you should also figure out some of the things that you might be able to implement when you're traveling, when you're on the road. So I know that I can go to Chipotle and get something. I know what I can order at Chick-fil-A. I know what I can order at Cava. If you've ever been to Cava, it's delicious. Like I have some staple places that are basically everywhere. And if, if I'm really like, you know what? I want to stay dialed in. I have these places that I can go where I know I can get something that's relatively easy to fit within what I prefer uh, for my nutritional breakdown. So you should also have places like that. Uh, we do have a, a guide for eating on the go. Um, so if you want me to send that to you, I can, I can hook you up. It's, it's free. I'm not charging anything for it. It's a resource that we gave to our challenge members. Um, so if you want it, then just message me on Instagram. Just say, hey, would love that eating on the go resource that you mentioned. Um, it just gives you a little breakdown. Uh, so that's, that's another thing that, that you should have in place where you've got some go-to travel options or, you know, oh, it's a work meeting. Go get lunch in 30 minutes and come back here. Um, having a place that you know, all right, I can go get this thing at Chipotle or I can go get this thing at Kava or whatever it may be. Uh, just have that already. You know, you, don't have, you shouldn't have to use so much mental energy and cognitive load on thinking about these things. And that's why I'm saying these are fat loss foods because they're shortcuts. They're little brain hacks. If you have this stuff already in place, you're going to reduce the amount of stress and mental energy that you use thinking about these. So for example, scenario one, person binges, feels like shit, they're bloated, they're guilt, they feel guilty, they feel shame, and they hate themselves for it. And the next morning they wake up and they're like, I'm such a failure. I can't believe I binged last night. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, I don't even know what to eat today because I'm just such a mess. I don't even know what I'm going to do about it. So maybe I'm just going to keep this going and I'm going to hit up Starbucks. I'm going to get my coffee and I'm also going to grab a cake pop and a croissant because fuck it. Why not? Scenario two, person binge, they feel real bad about it. Like, oh, I didn't really plan on doing that. This sucks. Why the hell did I binge like that? I feel like crap. Like, you know what? I'm just going to hit my go-to staple meal to get back on track. I'm going to cook myself those eggs. I'm going to feel a lot better after that meal. Boom, right back on track. So that's why like the, the reduction in cognitive load and brain power that it requires, it's, it's just a mental shortcut where that's why I'm calling this, you know, the fat loss foods. Because it's different for every person, but the objective is very simple. It's to shortcut the amount of mental capacity, amount of brain power that it requires to get yourself feeling better again, or to get yourself in a better position when it's a less than ideal scenario, like 
having to run out the door in two seconds, you need to grab something. Otherwise, you're going to get hangry. Or you're on the road and you need to grab something really quick, but you want it to be relatively dialed in. Or you're feeling a little bloated, some digestive issues. You want something in the evening that's going to help you feel better. Uh, It's going to help you sleep better. It's going to reduce your stress. Like All of these things are important and you shouldn't have to spend all this time thinking about it because the more time you spend thinking about it and trying to make the perfect decision, the more you're going to just say, fuck it and grab something that's probably less than ideal. So that's the whole, whole point here. So that's the first part is we have our fat loss foods for um, staple. We have our staples. We've got our, our next day kind of like, oh shit, I, I messed up. I need to get back on track meal. We've got our convenience on the go meals. And then we've got our evening meal. Um, number two, when it comes to our fat loss foods, I look at your performance. So what are the foods that help you perform your best in the gym and then recover your best after training? Okay. So when I work out, I like to have most of my carbs pre and post workout on training days. And I say most, that doesn't mean that I'm avoiding carbs the rest of the day, but I do put a large chunk of carbs pre and post workout because it helps me perform my best. Now we have had clients who were told by other companies and other coaches that you have to eat carbs pre-workout. It was like, this is the rule. You have to do it. Everyone has to do it. And based off of their neurotype and their unique disposition and the way that their, their brain is wired and the way that their metabolism is right now, we're like, actually, we think you'll feel a lot better doing protein and fats pre-workout. I'm talking about like some CrossFit athletes, some competitive lifters, um, all over the spectrum of performance athletes and even just lifestyle clients. And we made that adjustment and they're like, oh my God, I feel a million times better. I have more energy. I'm feeling stronger. And then we implement something on the post-workout side where their recovery is on point. The reason why I'm sharing this is because don't get caught up being placed in a box. Just because I, at this point in my life, feel better with carbs pre and post-workout, that doesn't mean that you will feel better with carbs pre and post-workout. So I can tell you my exact pre and post-workout meals that doesn't help inform your behavior, but I'll still tell you because it's fun. Anyway, my, my pre-workout meal, I take Greek yogurt, I mix protein powder in it, and I have this like Catalina crunch type of cereal, which is delicious. They have different flavors. I typically get the, the dark chocolate or I should say that Mel gets the dark chocolate since she's amazing and does the shopping for us. Um, but I mix the the Catalina Crunch cereal in the Greek yogurt with protein powder. It is so delicious. Um, and then I also have a protein coffee drink where I will do some half and half with some coffee. I will froth it with some protein powder and then top it off with more coffee. So I get a little caffeine pre-workout. I get my Greek yogurt, which I do a lot of Greek yogurt with the protein powder. So it's a big, packs a big protein punch. Plus I get the carbs from the cereal and it has total about like with the cereal, with the Greek yogurt and everything else and the half and half, it's like eight or nine grams of fat. And then I'll end up like somewhere around 45 grams of carbs and like 50 grams of protein. That's my pre-workout every single day. Then my, well, I don't work out every day, but every training day. My post-workout, I do almond milk, 
frozen fruit, usually strawberries or blueberries. Uh, and then I throw in my protein powder in there as well. See, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, that's a lot of protein powder. Um, it's convenient for me and I digest it well. I don't have any issues with whey protein. Some people might. Some people might need to try like a, a vegan protein like Organifi has an amazing vegan protein product. Um, so if that's you, do what works for you. Just because I digest whey well, that doesn't mean that you will. You might have to try something like the Organifi vegan. Um, if that's the direction that you want to go, I'm all for it. We have a hookup for you. You can get 20% off their vegan protein if you go to Organifi.com slash popfam. In fact, if you go to Organifi.com slash PopFam, you can get 20% off all of their products. So if you want to try their vegan powder, go for it. If you want to try their green juice, which I highly recommend, it's an amazing way to start your day. Talk about bouncing back from an off night. Start your day with some green juice. That is the best way to get yourself back in the, the habit of taking care of your health. It's delicious. It'll, it'll kickstart your day. Green juice is, is amazing. And then also the gold juice is another one of my favorites as part of the wind down routine. Um, that's like a staple for me. That's like an extension of my staple evening meal. So I eat my meal that makes me feel good that I know I digest well. And then I have the gold juice with, I heat up some almond milk. I mix in the gold chocolate. By the way, it's very important that you know, I use the gold chocolate flavor because it's delicious. I've, I've heard good things about the other flavors, like the regular gold, and I think they had a pumpkin spice. Personally, the gold chocolate is where it's at, and then I throw a little True Whip on there. Um, so if you go to Organifi.com slash PopFam, you get 20% off all of their products. I highly recommend it. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M and use code PopFam at checkout. Anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, right, the, uh, the post-workout. The almond milk, the frozen fruit, the protein powder and some creatine. And then I pour that over three wishes cereal. That's just the cereal kick that I've been on. Um, it's delicious and, I, and it has a little more protein and it's not as high carb as some other cereals. I use the three wishes honey cereal, kind of like honey nut Cheerios, like their take on honey nut Cheerios, but like the quote unquote healthy version. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So we get that at Whole Foods and um, it's delicious. So I just pour over the protein shake on top of the cereal and it makes for an amazing post-workout. So find what works for you. Just because I use carbs pre and post, that doesn't mean that you should use carbs pre and post. Um, find what works for you. Although I, I do recommend that most people you have some carbs post-workout just to shut off the cortisol response from training and to help your nervous system recover. Um, that's important. So kind of a, a blanket statement and, you know, I don't like making those, but for the most part, I think it's accurate. Having some carbs pre-work post-workout is a good idea and finding what works best for you on the protein fat side of things on, on either end pre and post. Um, so those are going to be your other fat loss foods. So right now you should kind of have a whole list of like the go-to get back on track meal, the convenience meals, the evening meal, and then you've got your pre-workout, your post-workout. Now you don't have to use much brain power at all. The last piece of the puzzle is my favorite. 
because you're going to think, oh, this is supposed to be about fat loss foods. Why are you talking about things like ice cream and alcohol? These are the foods that are pure enjoyment that you want in your life, no matter what. These are the things that you are your non-negotiables that you're not willing to give up. This is the third category of fat loss foods that we need to check off. What are the things that you want in your life and you're not willing to give up? You're not willing to sacrifice. That could be wine. It could be alcohol. It could be ice cream. Like for me, ice cream, it's never going away. Now, there may be times like when I'm prepping for a photo shoot that I'm not eating ice cream as frequently, but I'm never going to go through a period where I'm like, ice cream's done unless, God forbid, I had some sort of horrible digestive or some reason that I couldn't eat it. But as long as I can and I can handle it well, I will always have ice cream in my life. Currently, it's probably about two times per week. Sometimes that's more, sometimes that's less, but on average, it's about two times per week. And it's enough for me to still feel like I can have it whenever I want. I don't crave it. I'm like, this is good. It's, it's just part of my life. That to me is a fat loss food because it keeps me on point. It keeps me consistent because I have that flexibility and freedom. I also like to have some dark chocolate. Um, I also like to have a bagel every now and again. That's another one for me. It's like bagel, bagel and cream cheese, my favorite. I love a good bagel. I love some cream cheese, like a delicious homemade, well-cooked baked bagel. Like I'm salivating right now thinking about it. So good. I don't want to take that away. Like that is part of my life. Also cookies. So these are things that are fat loss foods because they help with freedom and flexibility. You have to know what those things are for you. I also like to have drinks on occasion. So alcohol is part of my fat loss plan. Now, when I am really trying to go to the extreme of getting like super lean, yes, alcohol has to be reduced. And oftentimes I'll cut it out. Like, let's say I'm four, four weeks out from a photo shoot. I'm not going to drink for those four weeks. During like maybe the 12 weeks uh, of actual cutting and going through the fat loss phase, I'll probably have like one to two drinks per week. During my everyday life, it's probably like maybe two to three, maybe four drinks per week. So it just depends on what season I'm in, what phase I'm in. However, that's going to be part of my life. It's part of my social life and to each their own. Again, just because that's what works for me, that doesn't mean that you have to follow that same playbook. This is why individuality is important. By the way, if you're really thinking like, I wonder why pop gets the best results of any program out there. I wonder why their success rate is so high. I wonder why their program is so valuable. This is it. This is the magic. It's really simple. We find what works for each person, for each individual, and we get ruthlessly consistent with that. There's no secrets. There's nothing that we do that's not that's like, oh my God, it's the, the magic. How do they do that? It's very straightforward. It's finding what your brain and body respond to. Now, here's the key part. Your brain and body. It's finding what your brain and body respond to and then executing the plan. Most people think they have a problem following through. What I've found to be true is that our clients don't have a problem following through, being committed, being disciplined, knowing what they want and going after it. Our clients are very motivated, typically. Our clients are typically high performers. They know that they can accomplish more. 
oftentimes they feel like their physical goals are the missing link. Like they've been successful in their career. They have a great family. They've got surface. All the things look amazing and, and they know that they can achieve more. And the one thing that's been holding them back is this physical pursuit. They want the physical to match all of the other successes that they've had in their life. So we don't have to sit there and say like, yeah, do you really want this? Are you committed? Blah, blah, blah. Like they know I want this. I know why this matters to me. It's simply a matter of following the right plan. So once we give them the right plan based off of their unique disposition and we align everything with the way that their brain and body works, that's the reason why we get such epic results. That's the reason why our success rate is astronomical. That's why people rave about our program. That's why typically we have a lot of demand in working with our coaches and we often have to turn some people away. It's not rocket science. It's very simple. It's very basic. But usually the most effective answers are simple and are basic. We try to make it complicated. We think, oh, because I haven't been successful in so long with my, my the physical pursuit that there must be something I'm missing. Well, kind of there is, but all you've been missing is the right plan that's built for you. Hopefully that makes sense. But this is what I'm talking about when I say fat loss foods. Three categories. You've got your staples, like your, your staple recovery meal, we'll call it when you've had a bad day, when things went sideways. We've got your convenience staples and you've got your evening staples. Then you've got your pre and post workout and you've got your freedom and flexibility. Nail down those three categories. You are going to significantly reduce the amount of brain power it takes to be successful because those things will carry you a very long way. And uh, hopefully that made sense. Hopefully that was helpful. If it was, I'd love to hear about it. And I will talk to you guys very soon.